Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those that sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. I love the pause that you have right there. I like that. I, I just, that's an interruption. It's a, I'm sorry. Okay. Those who, <laughs> and those who Penalty flag. sell for a living. I love okay. that. I love that. Apologize I love the way you punctuate that point. Everybody listening to and, that. But we, to, <laughs> this week on Ales with Aslan, we're going to talk about responding to leads via email and all that that Seems easy, but it's not. It seems easy, but it's not. Challenge area. We're, I'm here with Tom Stanfield, CEO of Aslan Training and Development and world expert on all things prospecting. I think that's a good introduction for me. Do world you? expert. I yeah. like that. Global expert. I like world. I like world better. Global domination. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but as you all know, we don't start with that topic. We start with the beer. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. what is that frosty <laughs> our, refreshment? Our, our listeners can tell <laughs> yeah. we've already been drinking the beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, happens. T- it's okay. So I was introduced to this beer. Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah, please do. I was introduced to this beer a couple of weeks ago. No, a week ago with my son. Okay. In Auburn, Alabama. Go dogs. And uh, it's Creature Comfort. Okay. Uh, which is a, a Georgia-based brewery. Right. It's called du- Duinda. 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 Okay. It's a double IPA. All right. I, well, I got to re- gotta, gotta read you this. Okay. Is a hazy marigold in appearance with fluffy white foam. Not <laughs> foam. Not white foam, but fluffy white foam. We had to throw fluffy in there, yeah. This okay. beer is elegant for a double IPA, which leads to surprisingly easy drinkability wow i'm not gonna read the rest of it no, but you gotta don't. try it. it's I mean, got I'm a apricot in it it's got a 95 score of the world class rating and uh, and this is on the beer advocate site abv eight percent holy shnikes mm-hmm. i'm full just looking at that okay mm-hmm. i on the other hand am going with a dogfish head mm. sequench ale session sour mm. it's got lime juice lime peel black limes and sea salt and it is blissfully brewed. I'm going to give that a shot. Mm. And, where's uh, that? Where's that brewery from? That is um, dogfish. That is from Milton, Delaware. Okay, I, I guess not. there's a lot of dogfish. I, I guess, yeah. But let's just have a taste of that. Taste it up. Mm. My duende is Ooh, very good. That that is nice because that that lime is. Mm. That lime is there, and that's no Corona right there. That's no slight on Corona, <laughs> by the way. No but that is, no, if if, uh, if Corona is listening, we yeah, love you. We love you, and I've had mm. you many a time. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, good. So we are uh, we're talking about, you know, leads come into every organization. Sometimes they're the Glen Gary leads. Sometimes they're something less, and mm-hmm. um, and and sometimes they're via email. And the person that we're trying to now engage only wants to deal with us on email. And that can be a challenge, right? I mean, how do you navigate someone that doesn't want a personal relationship with their seller yeah. and yet get get what you need out of it to give them what they need out of it? You know right, what I mean? Right, Yeah, I mean, I think if you've had any experience in selling, you know when you get a lead from somebody via email and they say, hey, send me information, mm. right? You know, here, I want you to explain the breadth and depth of your solution in two or three paragraphs. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, what does it cost? Because yeah. we're going to judge you based on the two or three paragraphs and determine the value of what you offer. So just go ahead and send that to me, will you? Anybody that's been in sales and understands they want to have a conversation so they can discover what the need is and be able to communicate and verbalize you know, the, the benefit of what they offer and how to differentiate, et cetera. Mm. But sometimes 
the reality is they say no. Yeah. They're like, we want you to fit in our little box, and we want you to send, um, you know, we want you to send us the the information. So right. we had a, we on one of our sales meetings internally the other day. We this question came up, and so we talked about. It. I think it would be good for a podcast to talk about it. how do we deal with that. Yeah, I mean it's. It's it's definitely not easy, and I was on that same call, and I think it's 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 a valuable lesson that maybe uh, some folks out there mm-hmm. might uh, might gain from. So right. so let's let's lay it out. What happened? Well, the, the, when we talked about what's the best response, uh, I think the first thing to remember is to be other centered. Yeah, for sure. like what are they trying to do? And and there's usually little clues. In the email, if you really read the email that they send where they say, here, send me this information and here's why and what we're trying to do, even though it's usually pretty cryptic and it can mean a lot of different things, if you really focus on it, you try to figure out what are they trying to do, you know? And so in this case, the, the, the email that we, we brought up to discuss in our meeting, the person was trying to, you could tell, differentiate between multiple, like maybe 10 different vendors and trying to determine, okay, how, who of the, all the companies I've reached out to right. and all the people I've talked to and what a pain this is going to be. And I've gone to the website and I've typed this in over and over again. I'm trying to figure out of all the 20 people potentially that I've talked to, who are the two or three I really should talk to? And then she doesn't want to have conversations with 20. She wants to have a conversation with two or three. Yeah. So she's trying to filter through that. So communicate that your job is to help her do that yeah and so that means that you might be able to ask a couple more questions so that you can help her do that you can do that via email which potentially may engage her and she may be able to meet or in the case of our salesperson um, they started having a dialogue via email even though the person continued to deny the 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 you know offer to get together via phone there started to become a dialogue because she could tell we were trying to help her right. versus sell her. Yeah. I think natively people do not want to disappoint other people. They don't want to um, they don't want to hurt people's feelings and so on and so forth. Best way to do that potentially is just keep it <laughs> keep it platonic on email mm-hmm. and therefore I don't have to have an engaging conversation where I have to tell someone stop selling me right all I want is this information I don't want to invest in a meeting I don't, I don't want, want to invest like, in you I don't want to invest yeah. in our relationship I just want information mm-hmm. and by this the sales rep of ours taking that other centered approach that I want to help you get the most information as quickly as you can that that's a very other centered mm-hmm. approach that she recognized didn't well, she Well and something I think we have to remember we're kind of constantly remind ourselves people buy you before they buy your solution. Mm-hmm. So if your whole focus is how can I help you do your job better? Yeah. How can I help you navigate this? And your language communicates that and your approach communicates that you differentiate yourself almost immediately right. and you align yourself with this person who's got this daunting task of trying to figure out something to, you know, and, and by the way, their job may be dependent upon their ability to vet these For vendors. Sure. Yeah. So help help them do their job. Yeah, yeah. So so in, in in this particular case, I think as as our our sales rep got into that, I don't know, second maybe third email exchange mm-hmm. where, you know, albeit not a conversation, right, where we were on the phone together, there was that dialogue going on. There they was sort of dialogue, forth, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think so. A couple of t- things that I would recommend when you start to think about your response is first of all, people don't read, they scan. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so when you 
you know when you're trying to you develop your response just look at it as you're almost trying to tease them and yeah you may want to attach some uh, some documents and you may want to attach an article or attach an, a, a proposal or attach but you want to write your email in a way that really just like they scan it and they go okay i see there's there's something different here and i yep. can, i can't i don't they won't miss it it won't be buried in 16 paragraphs of information because yep. a lot of times people want to throw the kitchen sink it's like i want to tell you everything i can do so that if you read all this you'll get it no one reads it yeah 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 and 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 so i know you i know we talk about and we've talked about in the past on the podcast how do you do that and sort of activate that part of the brain that filter that turns things off how do mm-hmm. we capture that um, how do we capture that attention on their side? Yeah, how you right? <clears throat> well, you just mentioned, you know, I think you know, you mentioned the RAS, the part of the brain. There's That's a part exactly of your brain right. yeah. that determines. So we get thousands of messages every day, right? So our brain has to figure out how to filter through all these messages. Well, one thing that always gets our attention is something we know we need. That's it, right? Yeah. So when you so when you're writing something like an email response, the goal is alignment, not selling. You don't want to try to change their beliefs. You want to say what they already think. Yeah. So, and to do that, <laughs> you need to spend, and this is what we talked about on the call, you need to spend two, for us, maybe two to four hours. Think about this. This, yeah. is, a big, this is a big statement. Two, if you only have so many opportunities where someone's saying, I'm interested in your solution, and we potentially can invest tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars on your solution, and you only have a handful of those a year, then you need to spend 10, two to four hours figuring out how you're going to craft the perfect email so that you can keep, get them interested in moving to the next yeah. step. And I think that's a, I think too often people are like, hey, here's the answer to your question. Let me know. Or they, they send out some canned email. And I think that's the first thing we need to do is spend the time. I think the next thing you need to do is just do what they ask you to do, mm-hmm. right? Do the best that you can to communicate what they're asking for. If yeah. they're asking for you to differentiate yourself, they're asking for price. If they're saying, hey, we want to know this about your solution, do the best that you can to answer that question because that's what's on their whiteboard. That's yeah. what gets their attention. Yeah. And again, don't do it in paragraphs. Do it in real short sentences, short bullets, so that they go, wow, okay, there's, you get me. This is important. I want to go to the next step. Yeah, yeah. I understand your point of view. Mm-hmm. Here's something you may or may not have known. And then we get to later some of those, I don't know, proprietary benefits, some of those things that we do uniquely that I can sort of start to leak and tease, as you mentioned earlier, into that conversation. And that might be just what it takes to get them into that dialogue think, uh, or, or eliminate, you know, the 20 you know, vendors that they're talking to and, and put us in that final three, right? That's what we want. I think that's a really good point, Scott, is that you, when you craft, when you respond to what they say they need, you need to pepper that response and focus your response on what you do that's unique. Yeah. So think of it as they're going to read your email mm-hmm. response along with 20 other emails. Let's say 10, let's say five, whatever your number you want to. When they read yours, is yours going to be different? Mm-hmm. What is it that you do that's unique? And so you need to communicate that in your response. What, what you know? Again, focus on how do you communicate in a short, concise way so that they go. These people sound different. Yeah. You know. So. 
Now, um, I think that's important. That's a that's kind of the first stage of your response. Now, when they say no, you know, don't ask us any questions, just the facts, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, is it okay to ask questions in that first email, or or you know, am I dropping the rope and just giving them what they need and hoping they come back? Like, what's the best way to like start that discovery process, even if I'm stuck in email jail? Well, I think I think the 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 best way is to ask questions that they haven't considered. Yes. Okay. Right. So, yeah. you know, my goal always is a, as a salesperson, which I don't, you know, I don't think of myself as a salesperson. I think of myself as somebody that offers solutions to customers. If I'm the person they need to lean on as a trusted partner, I should know things they don't know. If I've done this hundreds of times and they've only done it once or never or a couple of times or never, right. I should have insights. Thank you, Challenger. I should have insights on the best way to do that. Yeah. So my my philosophy for when I'm going to ask some questions is I like to position as, hey, as you consider this solution or in order for us to respond more, you know, with a more custom answer to your questions, here are questions that I would ask or here's things that yeah. you should consider. And then when I think about that, I think of the evaluator who I'm probably talking to is going to walk into the executive and these are the questions that they're going to ask the executive. Um, whether they whether they talk about us or not, these are questions they're going to – and when the executive hears those questions, they're going to go, wow, these people know what they're doing because those are provocative questions. And I've never asked those questions before, and I've never answered those questions before. So I think asking questions can be sometimes the best way to demonstrate that you know what you're doing. Yeah. well, And, not and only- it also reveals who you are. For sure, yeah. And not only are are we helping them, um, you know, bring those questions to light for the company, Mm -hmm. but the fact that that evaluator, the person that we're in contact with, is bringing that puts them in a nice light, right? That that decision maker is now going, this person's buttoned up. They're really thoroughly doing their research. They're asking questions for whatever reason, you know, well-researched. Some vendor is giving them these questions. They're coming in prepared to have a dialogue about, you know, what's the right solution that we should be going yeah. with. So we're making them look good. Right. Well, and, and that's really we're going arm in arm. With you're them. going arm in arm. And the best way to have that approach is just to remember that that's your role is to help them make the best decision. So if your focus is to help them make the best decision and not win a deal, yeah. you're, you're saying these are the questions that I would ask you to help you figure out what to do, not how can I sell you. Yeah. Then it just changes the dynamic of the relationship. It wasn't it like Flo in the, in the progressive price checker tool? She was like, you know, the ads four or five years ago were, we don't know if you're going to pick us for your insurance company, but we will tell you what everybody's price is with our price checker tool. Right, right. And yeah. so it was a very other-centered, like, you know, we think we're the best company, but here's the prices for everybody. You pick. And, you know, at the end of the day, that they, they built a business model out of that. So, um, you know, you, you I think the other-centered approach we've proven over 23, 24 years is the best approach for, for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we think that that's uh, something to consider. Um, so, so back to this deal that, that's sort of percolating. What, what next step uh, took place? Um, how did this whole thing go down after that meeting that went on last, uh, last week or a couple weeks ago? You mean with the with with the email? Uh, well, it's funny because we, we we were as we were talking about yeah. it and following the rep was following some of the advice we were talking about live on the meeting. Right, he was 
interacting with the customer and got the person to respond by communicating what our purpose is and what our desire is to help them make the best decision. And here's here's some questions that we would consider or we would ask to be able to craft a more uh, re- effective response. We also are big, you know, one of our big philosophies at Aslan is to drop the rope and say, hey, but if that's not, you know, rather than try to force them or pull them to our position, hey, we'd like to have a live conversation. But if that's not something you want to do, we understand. You can pick how you want to engage with us. But if you, if you, you know, if we did engage with you, here are the questions we would ask to then help us determine the right response. Um, because of that approach, the, the the customer started giving us a lot more information. Yeah. Um, so I think the, it 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 led to. More information still, but I think this is important to say, it doesn't always end with a, a live conversation. We yeah. still ended up having to write an email yeah. to, and versus a live, you know, and this also had something to do, it probably had to do with that they were in Europe. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, it was a little bit more time frame was off, but. Yeah, different and different business models. But we got a positive, there was a positive outcome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, at the end of that, I can remember we were on the call and I can remember them, you know, making some sort of statement like, you know, you're going to be part of our, our next round of discussions, which is, I think, a testament to just taking that other centered approach. And now our sales rep is, is probably at least invited into the next round of The Voice or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, they're, down, they're, they're down to that, which is really what about we, is in this situation. And I think it's also important to remember that people don't resist a solution. They resist salespeople. Yeah, They avoid for sure. salespeople, not a solution. So when you're at this early stage, they don't want to talk to salespeople. They want, they're interested in a solution, but they don't want to talk to a salesperson. So the more you act like a salesperson the more they resist talking to you. The less you act like a salesperson, which is what happened, the more you're saying, look, I don't, I'm trying to help you figure out how to vet. I don't know if we should be one of the finalists, but I want to make sure you have the information that you need to determine how do you vet through these companies. And because that was the rep's approach, this person continued to warm up, move closer, reveal more information, and... um, it looks like it's moving in the right direction, right? And I and I and I do think that that's interesting because I think when people um, when people think about, especially the folks that go through our training, we talk a lot about that face to face interaction, that telephone interaction. We don't probably talk as much about the email interaction, but the same principles that we apply in human communication mm-hmm. can be applied in digital communication. Right. And as a marketing guy, I have to think about that all the time too. Like. You know, we don't want to look like every other marketing group. We want to. We want to. We want right. to look like who we are. We, right. we believe we are truly other centered, and we just have that has to come across. And I think if the better you can do that in an email engagement, like what we just illustrated over the last few minutes, I think the better chance you have to survive and advance to those next steps, and ultimately, I think your odds will go up dramatically by mm-hmm. by you know behaving that way versus the traditional sales rep that uh, so many of us get boxed I into. Agree. Well, and it, it, it's going to sound a little cheesy and yeah. corny and all that stuff, but uh, a lot of what determines what happens on the call is what you do before the call. For sure. I mean, when, I, when I'm about to make a big presentation, I really want to win a deal, or I'm about to respond to an email because I think, oh, wow, this is a good opportunity. Um, I have to step back and remind myself, what's my role here? Mm-hmm. You know, my role is to help them make the best decision. My role is to help them. And if I'm not the right decision, if I'm not off the best solution, then I, I don't need to – I need to move on, right? I, yeah. I don't need to spend my time. So when I change my role and I think about that before the call, it 
it, it totally changes the, the, the tone of my emails and the words that I write. So I think we just have to remind, you know, if, you, if you're hungry to win business, which we all should be in sales, and it's a hard battle that we fight, we, when we, right before we make that, you know, we crap that email or step in the meeting or make the presentation, just kind of reset our compass yeah. All right. Is to think about okay, what what's really important here, and then you, then it becomes more enjoyable. It's yeah. not so, uh, how do I, you know, it's like how do I can, how can I help you? Yeah. And, and that as you strive to do that, they sense that because you, you read these other emails. I mean, I get a ton of emails as as being the quote unquote CEO of Aslan. Um, I get a ton of emails of people sure. trying to sell yeah. me, and and all of them are very very self centered. If I ever get a other centered email where someone's truly trying to serve me, it sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, it's like wow, this is different. Matter of fact, I've over the last I don't know fifteen years cataloged emails as in the category bad and good. Yeah, for examples for sales, I have I have too many bad. I have too good. Two. Two. So if you send an other-centered email where you're talking about serving the customer and you get what's on their whiteboard and you focus on what they care about, you are going to you are going to be you're going to differentiate yourself from every other competition, and then they're going to ultimately yeah. choose you. Yeah, yeah. So before you make that phone call or send that email, I think if you look in the mirror, figuratively or literally, if you have one at your desk, yeah, uh, and say, I "Is this about me every, or is this every, about them?" I look at. I have a mirror at my desk, but that's for other reasons. Oh, okay. You're checking well, your look. Check, yeah, right. Yeah. Good point. Your hair, the hair, the whole. Right. But but look at that mirror and say, "Is this about me or is this about them?" Mm-hmm. And if it's about them, I think should you'll you wink? Come. Could you wink a little bit? I think bit? you can wink. Sure. You, you went, yeah, I mean, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. So it's about them, and then wink. Right. Okay. For right. sure. Okay. This has been another great topic, uh, another great week on Ales with Aslan. So enjoy the uh, the topics. Think about uh, how you can um, you know contribute to the show by dropping some comments down below. There's a rating system in most podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think about us. So rate us. We'd love five yeah, stars. Five, five. Five stars? Yeah, no, yeah, five. Out of five. Even if they think it's a four. A I would five, five would be better? Five would be I better. I mean, that would be other centered. Yeah, if you're not sure, do a five. Err on the side of five. Yeah, okay. Five. So rate us, like us. Um, and you, you know, don't have to. Love us. You, know, you can always like, because you're a five, so they should just think about you. Right. Yeah. Some say a 10, but. Well, yeah. but in the system. But in the system, yeah, it'd be a five. five. Yeah. So, so keep filling our, uh, our agenda with great topics. Enjoy the topics, enjoy the beer.